Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. Merrimack hosting Boston College in the first Hockey East game for both teams. And joining us is the play-by-play announcer for Boston College Radio. It is John Rish. And, well, John, first of all, this Boston College team, 4-2, and two, their record coming into the game. Uh, almost every game has been played on the road. And a 4-2 and two record when you when you're in that situation is pretty good yeah one home game one neutral game and even that's kind of neutral air force in denver and then the rest on uh, foreign ice so considering that this team is so young all of those road games i think right now if you're an eagle fan you have to be pleased with where they're at uh who stood out for you especially you know among all of the freshmen especially younger guys or maybe some of the upperclassmen who have really taken a big jump this year so far yeah well so far it's been hard enough just to keep 13 freshmen straight (laughs) i mean (laughs) i've never been in a situation like this in all the years that i've been around bc hockey they've never had a class this big in fact when i talked to jerry in his entire coaching career wherever he's been he's never had 13 freshmen on one team and then you add in the fact you've got a guy like michael kim technically he's a sophomore but He's only been here for a semester plus. He came in the middle of last year. Same with uh, the backup goaltender, Ian Milo. So it's different. It's something that a lot of Eagle fans are not used to, seeing all of these young players, and they're not sitting around. They're being asked to contribute, play, and contribute significantly right away, which is not exactly ease them in slowly but surely. Uh, but they still have Colin White, although not tonight. They still have Ryan Fitzgerald, and they still have Austin Cangelosi. And when you've got those three guys at the top of your forward rotation, that's a settling force. They're going to take up a lot of the special teams' time. They're going to see a lot of power play, a lot of penalty kill. And Austin Cangelosi has been a monster on faceoffs, just like he was last year. So those three veteran guys, I count White as a veteran, even though he's only a sophomore, they're steadying influences. You know, I wonder with uh, all the years that Jerry has coached, and, and it seems like he has a lot left in him, but the fact that he has such a young team and maybe it's more of a, of a teaching year this year than other times, I mean, is that something that you think is, is different and, and maybe a different level of exciting for him? It's hard to tell. He seems energetic, but then he always seems energetic. So especially at the beginning of the year, this is a, for a coach like Jerry York who spent his career being optimistic, I mean, if there ever was a glass-is-half-full kind of guy, it's Jerry. This is the best time of the year. You've got the whole season in front of you and um, so much to look forward to. But I think he really does enjoy seeing these kids play. I also think that there's a little bit of um, something to prove for a lot of these kids. They're big recruits, but they're not first-round NHL draft picks. BC's had a lot of those in the last few years. It's a little bit of a different mentality. It's a lot of talent out there, but it's a different level of talent. I think it's a little more even. And so I think you've got some guys coming in with maybe um, a little less confidence, um, certainly not overconfident. And some of the players that have been here in the past, they knew how good they are. These players are figuring out how good they are. You mentioned earlier the power play and the penalty kill, and we've seen an awful lot of those this year in in virtually every game. First of all, that emphasis on obstruction and the calls that they're trying to make to try to limit that, do you think that's a good thing that that they're doing at the moment? Will it pay off in the end, and, and how is BC in particular dealing with it? Yeah, theoretically, I like it, right? I like the idea of getting rid of interference, stick infractions, let the skilled players skate, open it up, create scoring chances. That's exciting. I don't want to watch guys being held and hooked, and that's no fun for me from a fan's point of view. Um, It should help a team like Boston College. It should help any team that can skate. If you're a team that can skate, if you're a team that has some skill, it should help you. Now, that's contingent upon you actually converting on the power plays that you get, which BC hasn't done very well so far this season. Uh, My concern is the enforcement, right? We're in October. 
we've got lots of penalties called. What's going to happen come January and February? Are they going to be calling them the same then as they do now? And I don't think you'll necessarily be able to go just by number of penalties called because teams are going to adjust. So just because the number of penalties are down doesn't necessarily mean that they're calling it different. Out of the six games, five have been officiated under the new point of emphasis. Saturday night, BC played Holy Cross at the DCU Center with an Atlanta hockey crew. It was as if they missed the memo. I mean, they were, they were calling the game from the old book. Now, they called it even. It was completely fair. It was consistent from the drop of the puck in the first period through the whole game. But that is a problem. You've got to have consistency across leagues. You've got to have consistency in every game. It can't be called one way in Hockey East and some, some other way in the NCHC. Were you seeing that? I know you are, BC was out at Denver and, and played some games at Wisconsin as well. Were you seeing it called very differently out in the West? No, not early on anyway. In past years, I've always thought it has been called a little bit differently out West. But in, at least in the early part of October, then the Icebreaker Tournament, they called everything just like they did at Wisconsin, just like they did in the home opener for BC on, on Friday night uh, against Colorado College. They called everything. And some of it is almost to the point where you're thinking, geez, is it, you really got to call that? But if that's what they have to do in the beginning of the season to establish this, I'm okay with that. I'm willing to pay that price to get to where they want to be. John, what's your take on the goaltending situation at BC? You lose a guy like Thatcher Demko. Now you've got two freshmen, Wall and Ed Quist. Uh, what have you seen so far, and, and how do you think the goaltending is going to play out? It's been mostly Wall. We saw Ed Quist for the first time on Friday, and he looked pretty good. Um, so I think in a different circumstance, you might see more of Ed Quist. But I like Wall a lot. He's calm, cool, and collected. If you forget for a moment, you might think you're looking at Thatcher Demko. He's built in that new 6'4". Everybody is a goaltender is 6'4 these days. And he's very athletic. He's very well positioned. Looks calm, cool, and collected. Came through the National Development Program just like Demko. You know, he's played at all that high-level international competition for his age group. And he likes to play the puck like every goaltender seems to want to do these days as well. So um, I like Wool. I think it'll be important for BC to keep him healthy. They need to find out what they have in Edquist because they will need him at some point in time. But I don't think they have any concerns about Wall. He didn't play great in the second game at Wisconsin, but in the second game of the season, he, he stole the game at Denver. At one point in time, Denver was out shooting BC, I don't know, 20-1 to 1 in the third period. And Wall was fantastic. Without him, they lose that game by two or three goals. Let me ask you about two guys that as we were putting together the preseason teams for College Hockey News, for example, and looking at guys, I mean, on the one hand, you say, well, BC's a very young team, a very young team. They've had so many players, so many players that graduated or left and, you know, turned pro. And yet, at the same time, I can't get away from the fact that you got not one but two guys, legitimate Hobie Baker candidates in Ryan Fitzgerald and Colin White. What have you seen from them so far, and do, do, do they deserve to be mentioned in that right? Uh, Ryan Fitzgerald has had a solid start. I think he's picked up right where he left off. You know, if you can lucky enough to get a guy with that level of skill and have him for his senior year, you consider yourself very fortunate. Colin White, to me, looks like he's been pressing, which is understandable. I think he's coming into the season. He was the hockey's rookie of the year. He knows all the guys that aren't here anymore in his class, the class ahead of him. And I think he is trying to do maybe a little bit too much. And he doesn't need to do everything. He can do a lot just by being himself. Uh, that'll, ha- that'll change. That- that'll settle in. Hobie Baker, I don't know. I'm not so sure if he's quite there yet. 
could be. He's got to stay healthy, though. He had some injury problems last year, which slowed him down. Uh, when he came back from the World Junior Tournament, he looked like that caliber type of player. And then he had some injuries that he played through, and he really wasn't the same down the stretch. Now he's out of the lineup tonight. If he wants to be that kind of player, the talent's there, but he's got to stay healthy. Well, last question. Uh, we're going to be out in Wisconsin a couple of weeks. Uh, Boston College played Wisconsin. Did you get a chance to see any of those games or at least uh, you know, hear about how the matchup went, BC and Wisconsin? What can you tell us about the Badgers? Yeah, I did make the trip, but I watched them both. They were both televised. Uh, they looked exciting to watch, which was not the Badger team that we saw last year when they came to Chestnut Hill. I mean, last year they looked slow. They looked plodding. Not at all. Tony Granado's got them moving. They are skating. Um, they've got young players who have ability and talent. They're going to have growing pains. They're going to have bumps in the road. Um, but I think they might not have a great record. They'll have a better record than last year, and they're going to be more exciting to watch. They're more talented. All right, John, thanks a lot. Appreciate Good to see your time. Good to see you, as always. Have a good call tonight, and good luck with BC the rest of the way. We'll see you down the road. All right, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. That is John Risch, the venerable Boston College play-by-play announcer. John and I will be back with more right after this in the intermission. You are listening to coverage of Warrior Hockey on WMCK.